0: The Friday GAA Podcast, with thanks to GAA Go, official home for live and on-demand GAA match streaming worldwide. A goal on here, goal chance for Conor McGrath. Surely give it in, Conor. Oh, what a goal.
1: Mackie heading it towards the 21-metre line. Came goal back, still going. Oh, yeah, goal yeah. is oh. What <laughs> a goal. I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now, anywhere in the world. It's time to take to to Throne.
2: If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the Whingers and the Whiners are forgotten. The characters remember briefly, but will stick in your mind that the champions who showed cash. I want nothing to do
0: with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. It's a little small change before the game worth the street. Bit of luck, said
2: it back. Like oh, nice. I've a ben.
0: wild effort on oh, oh, It's goal! Oh, oh, it's on the oh, goal! Equal idea! Incredible! See oh, you oh, the yeah. coppers! Yeah! Hello,
1: hello, hello. It is our Friday GAA podcast with thanks to Borgosh Energy, of course, proud sponsors of the All-Ireland Under-21 Hurling Championship. It was a big week for that particular championship and they are, of course, our GAA sponsors as well. So we're bringing our Friday podcast to you a day earlier, We're recording it on Thursday for various logistical reasons, which we don't need to go into, bore you with. Uh, Dave McIntyre here alongside Tommy.
0: Hey Dave, hey Dave And
1: Owen. How's it going? Thanks a million for joining us lads You can get us a course on uh, the Newstalk website Newstalk.com forward slash off the ball All of our podcasts there as well You get us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Republic Wherever you download your podcast material And do give us a little bit of a rating Even if you hate us And uh, we're with you every Friday or Thursday As is the case Massive weekend Last weekend on Off the Ball In terms of our live GA Or so we thought lads We had three matches All of which were over With 20 minutes to go in the second half
0: You poor thing <laughs> I heard you somebody made a point during the week that uh, we played a commentary clip of the five Throne goals and Dave's enthusiasm level as Mark it Bradley It was Maliki
1: you were playing them to wasn't it? It
0: was Mark Bradley who rolls in, rolls in Throne's fifth goal and Dave was just like
1: ugh It was like watching a five-a-side match where there's a goal every like two seconds
0: I only obviously saw the highlights but it was crazy
1: At least it was 20 minutes into the second half yeah, as opposed to 20 minutes. Oh, but that game was
0: over time, once Peter Hart scored that second goal. Ah, it was, yeah. It felt like it was. it was. It was
1: over at half time, really. There was no way Cavan were going to come back from that. And then the Wexford maybe showed a little more than we thought they had to the Wexford Hurless because they demolished awfully. Lee Chin was superb in that game. Uh, Lee Chin's superb pretty much every game he plays, barred regardless of the circumstances or how Wexford happened to be playing in that particular game and we had the Munster football final which probably went as most people expected a decent challenge put forward by Tipperary but Kerry with just too much class in the end so we would love to have time to look back on what was a pretty interesting weekend at the GA, but we've done that on Off the Ball on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday night. Today's Thursday, so we're going to look forward to what's a really busy weekend. And it's another, hopefully, big one for Off the Ball, because we're bringing you the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship qualifier at 5 o'clock from Th- Semple Stadium in Thurless. It is Cork against Wexford. I'll be on commentary duty alongside Owen Kelly and Dahi Regan in Semple Stadium. And then on Sunday, we've got a Connacht final that we probably didn't think we'd have. Hard to pick a winner, hard to figure out where the game's going to go. It's Pierce Stadium, Salt Hill, Galway-Roscommon, 2 o'clock. I'll be in the commentary box beside James Horan and Mossy Quinn and one we'll of Billy Joe Padden patrolling the sidelines. Um, we've got a lot of games to touch on, lads, but let's talk talk about that one first because I can't wait for this game. Yeah. Pierce Stadium is going to be rocking. It's going to be full. You would hope the sun is out as it normally is in Salt Hill and I don't know who's going to win it. Which is a far cry from what it would have been like if it was uh, Roscommon against Mayo.
0: Very tough to call. But what I would say is that I think the way this go with the, the strengths of this go away team can really can really get at the Roscommon weaknesses. Roscommon are weak, I think, in midfield. I think they're weak in the full back line, And go away against a really experienced Mayo eight, middle eight last week, or a couple of weeks ago. Completely dominated. Um, Flynn and Conroy were superb. They were good under their breaking ball. Obviously Mayo were, were a bit lackadaisical in that game. They were never really in it. It was a wet day. But, you know, Roscommon haven't got a, a big man in midfield to deal with O'Connor. Conroy. Um, they got Niall Daly, who's a who's a runner. Whether they're going to partner him with James McDermott or, or or Cahill Shine, I'm not sure. Um, And then in the full backline, we saw how much damage Sligo did to, to a Roscommon full backline without Neil Collins. Neil Collins come on in the second half, made a big difference. Colin's torn his hamstring during the week so he's gone and he's a huge loss he's a play. massive loss and like yeah. Damien Comer is the man to do what Pat Hughes did for his comments full backline and he scored three goals in his last two games against First
1: Common okay, he's painting a terribly one-sided game on salvage this commentary for us on Sunday
2: well I would like to try and do that but I, I actually <laughs> you actually agree with him? but agree like Conroy and Flynn in midfield are already brilliant footballers and would cause problems for any midfield. but that's Ross common's weakness anyway no matter what yeah. midfield they came up against they would be struggling in that department so i fear for them especially when Galway have the ball on their own tee that they're going to win a, they're probably going to win the majority of their own kickouts whereas Ross common are probably going to play a short kickout game will they are. will their running game Well, they always do that anyway i guess will their running game be as effective with that i don't know if Galway get an, if the short kickouts will allow Galway to get a lot of men behind the ball from Roscommon's first possession then you'd imagine Roscommon are going to be in trouble in terms of how they can actually cut through uh, this Galway defence
0: they are very good at it though Roscommon have some superb runners they
1: do and they have an awful lot of pace right throughout their team they have a lot of youth in there as well I think they'll just be looking to break even and go always kick out and they will try. I don't know, will they just go short to the corner back? I think they'll try and manoeuvre the goalie half forwards and the goalie midfielders. Mm. that will try and keep Flynn and Conroy away from each other, try and split them on the Roscommon kickouts. And then it's just a question of them taking their chances because they are, are they not a side that can rack up are. two really, fifteen in a, really in a like final? I really like this Roscommon
0: team, really like them. you know. And we saw it, the, the two Smith brothers come off the bench the last time. They have options. You know? yeah. What we've seen, I think the common teams we've seen in the Championship so far this year against New York and against Leitrim aren't going to be the Roscommon team. If they get to a, an all final. Um you would hope it would be the Roscommon
1: team of the second half against Sligo.
0: Yeah, they've a lot of lads come back from injury at the minute. A lot of lads that you know haven't been haven't been touched while they've been kind of had niggles and stuff like that. You know, Diarmuid Murphy is to come back. Um, Enda Smith can do damage to any team. And like a stat that's been thrown around a lot this week is that Roscommon haven't beaten Galway or my own in 15 years in championship football. But the lads that are coming through, they have. You know, they've mm. done all of that.
2: To, like in terms of salvaging this from a commentary perspective, I think what you say about the forwards and how clinical they can be for us, common, Galway are almost the opposite of that. I don't think Galway's quality throughout this barren spell has ever been in question. It's just their ability to step it up on the big day, like Shane Walsh, for example, an unbelievably talented football footballer, class. Scored well. It was at one point he scored the last day, whatever whatever that one point was. It was an amazing score. It was over
0: by the thirteen, it, it, was, it yeah. was flying over the bar, drop behind the crossbar, yeah. It was yeah, amazing.
2: that was it. And then he gets taken off in the second half and you're just thinking, God, there's so much talent in this team, but if they can't do it, I know it was Mayo and that was arguably a bigger occasion than this might be for them, uh, which is a weird thing to say, but I think that might actually be the case. Um, on the big stage, can these Galway forwards really hurt Ross Common, despite the fact that they're likely to dominate midfield? I'm not so sure if they can, and I think Ross Common's forwards just how clinical they are. I think we'll see a lot less chances from them, but they could well rack up a higher tally.
1: Let's face it, Ross Common will have been delighted that Galway did with Mayo for them got rid of Mayo for them absolutely so even if this Galway team of strengths that this Roscommon team are going to struggle to keep hold of I'm sure they're delighted that it's Galway they're facing and not the not the kind of champions and they've had two weeks now to figure out a way to keep these two hulking midfielders out of the game and it's really forwards it's Roscommon's forward line against Galway's midfield isn't it in terms of the big strengths on each team mm. and you would hope that Roscommon will flood Sam, Salt Hill with their supporters on Sunday it's going to be oh, awfully will, difficult though. to get out will. of Pier Stadium after the game they're great fans they yeah, are they great are. fans they just need something to get behind they're very similar to Kildare or Cavan fans that uh, if there's something they can get their teeth into they really go for it um, personally I am going to go with a go I win but I think really? it's going to be really close I think this could be like a nail biting kind of final I think it's going to be the kind of final we have memories of watching when we are younger 15-2 is the draw. 15-2, to two. that's it's not bad. It's quite quite big, those odds. How do you see it going?
0: Despite what I've said about how I think Galway's strengths can really get at Roscommon, um, I really like this Roscommon team. And I think, I backed them last year for a Connacht Championship and it was just too early. I think they've got their scare already this year. Um, they've shown what they can do in the league. I think they've had a couple of weeks to get ready for this. They've known they're going to be facing Galway. I think they're going to have their heads right and they're going to get it done.
2: It's going to be Galway. I think you're backing Roscommon kind of like Calvin last week in Hope. I right. don't think yeah. so. No, not, not, I don't not, think so. Not in Hope for the fixture that was a different scenario but in Hope for I agree with the you. future. No, and I Kevin think I think look Roscommon foolish. have it.
0: I
1: think Roscommon have it. Okay, so that's the really the big game of football that's on this weekend. It is the Connacht Senior Football Final and it's live and off the ball. We'll start our build-up around about one fifteen after we've completed our review of the day sports pages. It'll be Joe in studio and he's going to be joined by the two Kieran's, Kieran Shannon and Kieran Cunningham. So that'll be pretty interesting. Let's rattle through the qualifiers, lads. Big weekend in terms of the qualifiers. Claire Leash, it's on in Ennis at 2 o'clock. Leash have beaten Armat twice in a week, which I think shows a bit of backbone, a bit of bottle because... It could have, would have been easy to unravel having had a victory taken away from you for such a stupid reason. But the kind of, I wouldn't say they're going down into the lion's den here. It is mm. Clare.
0: It's 2pm Sunday now, giving, uh, giving, d- giving Podge Collins a chance to, to play both games yeah. this weekend. <laughs>
1: He's well, summa, got some well. engine on him. Who's going? Which one are you going to take this one? I, I think Clare can give Leisha a real scare now. Because it is a Division 2 thre- team against a Division 3 team, but not as it
2: was in 2016. Well, you're saying Clare can give Leisha a scare? Yeah. I, I would say Claire are probably favourites going into this game. Yeah, yeah I, I would say Despite that, yeah.
1: the fact that Leash have won two matches in the last fortnight. Yeah.
2: That obviously changes things. And I would suspect that, obviously, on league forum, obviously, before that first Armagh game, you would say Claire clearly they've got the higher stock here. And I think that will play a huge part because it has been a month since Claire played, played competitively. I think the Podge Collins factor is huge. Like, I was, I was down there watching him against Kerry and. He actually had uh, the uncarry cornerback Brino Bjogliak in his pocket until he got black carded, and that Collins black card was a huge turning point in that game. It never would have affected the overall results, but it certainly would have diminished how much they got hammered by in that game. Um, he came off
1: the bench against Limerick as well. He didn't start the game. No, and they were and they were a different team once he was totally. On the totally as well.
2: So if 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 they have him on Sunday, they're going to win this game. If they don't, as you say, I think Leash their momentum is actually going to carry them through. That being said. There's some great ball players, Gary Brennan and uh, his midfield partner, um, Kyle O'Connor, in that Clare midfield. They're brilliant ball players. like They're not just big men up there mm. to, to catch the ball. They can actually play a bit and, and that's what I really like about this Clare team.
1: Quite incredible that he's probably going to walk off the pitch in Semple Stadium. Hopefully he won't have had to play extra time mm. on Saturday evening, maybe about yeah. quarter to nine. And Here, he's going to be go walking on. onto the pitch in uh, on Sunday for the warm up at around one o'clock in the afternoon, which is quite something. We'll have updates. I on remember that Lee game Chin well. had a
0: qualifier for Wexford in the country. With the hurlers on Saturday, and he was up playing the footballers up and loud on the Sunday. It was the same day. It was it was three four years ago, but it was it was a serious turnaround. it, was, yeah, it was a late like night d- And morning. I
1: know, like obviously, he's taking on a serious workload. He's coming back from that knee injury. Let's hope Podge has a good weekend. Derry Mead, Owen Beg. The disdain with which the Derry County Board treats these qualifiers really galls me. Owenbeg is just a village field in the middle of nowhere where you might get about 600 people standing around the side of the pitch like you would for a junior B under 12 final. And that's where they had their last qualifier, which they won. That's where me have to go up to. It should be on Celtic Park. I don't even care how many tickets they would sell for if it was in Celtic Park. What is it doing in some backwater it's like Dublin playing a qualifier in Parnell Park. Like well, just doesn't work. It's pretty cheeky, isn't it? Well, it is cheeky. the GA shouldn't allow this. This should be in Celtic Park, where the provincial ground where the county ground is. This is like a round two qualifier. It's not like a a league game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see Kenny anyway, Riley this morning? He uh can't see Mead coming away with a win. Not a chance. Very downbeat about our chances. Finds it hard to see how Mead can bounce back from their defeat and the disappoint disappointment of that. I don't know what to read into Riley's comments. Speaking to the Irish news, was he just trying to be polite? I, I don't know. Like, it's hard to know. What's going on like here it with It won't be easy like. to
1: go up there and beat Derry, but it is Derry after all. Derry have turned in several of the worst performances we've seen in league and championship yeah. over the last three or four years across a 15, 20 year period. I don't know if they have a big display in them. They're certainly not an improving team. But then again, neither are me at the moment. They no. haven't gone the right direction under Miko O'Dowd. Do you want to call that one?
0: It's so hard to call. It's like... Meade bounced back last year after that collapse against West Mead with a good performance against her own in the qualifiers and they lost. I think they can do it again. Like I believe that there's potential in this Meade team, but I agree with you, I don't think Mick Dowd is the man that's gonna bring it out of them. Mm. But it's just decided to draw it at Meter on. It's such a chance to get to another in quarter final this year and, and you know, bring on some of these young players like Kieran O'Sullivan and Eamon Wallace. I think they'll beat Derry. Okay. So but I, I, haven't think got actually, much confidence I think I think
1: Meade might sneak it perhaps after extra time up and out and beg. Cavan Carlo how do Cavan come back on from what happened last weekend I can't recall was it a 9 point or an 11 point defeat
2: 11 was it 11
1: points either way it could easily have been a 25 point defeat because Cavan scored 2-7 in the last 15 minutes the highest score that Cavan have put together against Mm. Toronto Championship since 1954 it's quite incredible the numbers from last weekend it, it, they'll just be thankful And this is not, no disrespect to Carlo But the fact is That they are going away from home And they're a Division 4 team Against what is now Division 1 side They must be delighted The draw has given them Carlo And not a really sticky proposition
2: It is the perfect draw They couldn't have asked For anyone better Just to try and get That momentum back on track But we sat here last week And talked about how Cavan can overturn Tyrone. And I know we can look back at Tommy's prediction that Kevin were going to win in hindsight, mm. and it's kind of ridicule it or whatever. But there was actually a real chance that Kevin could have done this, and some of the things we talked about, particularly that full forward line and how yeah, that yeah. could have hurt Toronto. I
1: think we ignored a lot of what happened in the first game yeah. collectively as a three a three oh, trio did, yeah. here in this podcast studio. I do think we we naively papered over uh, the fact that Tyrone were comfortably the better side in the, the conditions
0: match. as well, I mean, a massive. Difference. I don't know
1: why we did that. Maybe it was good. We would have loved to see Cavan do something against a really big team. Given all the underage titles they've won, they're going to be Carlo, aren't they? They yeah.
2: were. It's it's going to be. I wouldn't say a walk in the park, but they'll get their momentum back in track, and they're on the easy side of the draw. Yeah, yeah, they're, on, yeah. they're on the yeah. that's an A qualifier. Um. So there's a very very big chance that Cavan are going to get back to the last eight again. It just like that defeat last week was so crushing. I think that was actually the most crushing defeat of the whole championship so far because of the imaginative. Lack of golf and class that we thought existed, mm. which actually isn't the case at I all. Know. So you can just Throne imagine Ross. what it's like to be Terry Highland right now and thinking, yeah. "Oh crap, we're not boys that good."
1: Sunday, Tyrone. I think it's something like twelve goal opportunities. Like it's just beyond explanation how bad Kevin were last Sunday afternoon. Right, round two B. Those two games are on Saturday. There's another game on Saturday, part of a triple header. If you're heading for Sample Stadium on Saturday afternoon, you're going to get series bang for your book. Cork, Limerick, in Thurless. It's a three o'clock throw-in. And I guess, Tommy, it's just all about uh, how much work Cork have done since losing to Tipperary.
0: You imagine that that they would have had a, a couple of weeks there to get it all together, get it right, work on a few little things. They're going to win this one, aren't they? They're going to beat Limerick. like Limerick haven't shot Anthony this year, though. No, Cork no, are gonna get a kick day.
1: against Clare. they just hung in that game for as long as they could. They've no scoring outlet. They certainly haven't got the ability to outscore Cork like Tip had. Yeah. I'd be amazed if Cork didn't get their season back on track. Well, relatively back on track by winning here. Mayo for Mana Owen?
2: Yeah well like even on that it's just all on the same side of the draw you think Corker almost putting off the inevitable of that Mayo or Monaghan game whichever yeah. they're going to get in round 4 I think is oh no round, round 3 maybe three, the next yeah. draw yeah. yeah um Mayo for Uh obviously the the pick of a bunch this week it's a tasty game it really is it's the, the best qualifier we've seen so far this year um like Mayo the question about them is what they do with Aiden O'Shea which is the question you ask before every single Mayo game Would there be perhaps a shout this week of putting Mayo or putting O'Shea inside on the edge of the square? Uh, I'm not so sure. I think he can wreak a lot more havoc there against the weaker side. Perhaps when the inevitability of Mayo Dublin comes around in the quarterfinals, you bring him more out to pitch so that he's got more of an impact. Mm. I just don't think for I I can see us sliding into the same trap we were talking about Cavan Tyrone last weekend.
1: Surely <laughs> Mayo are going to start with Parsons, Seamus O'Shea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got options for midfield on the bench. They've got Donald Vaughan to come in. They may play Aidan O'Shea around the middle. They're going to win 80% of the ball in this game. They're absolutely rattled after what happened that's against points. Galway. They're, gonna, they're in Castlebar they're up against a Fermanagh team that couldn't even threaten to beat Galway despite having an extra man for the majority of the second half and they have a serious message to send out surely this game is done at
2: half time yeah but, but this like I'm not sure about that message to send. Out. did they not have a message to send out against Galway as well
1: well did, see, they, they hadn't had anybody rattle their cage in Connock since absolutely. 2010
2: they ousted their own manager Surely the Galway game is an opportunity for them to say, right, Galway came pretty close last year, but now it's time to show and it, that, and it
1: didn't happen. that the so gap now, has widened
2: again. The position they're in now. Well, it's an even greater one. I, I concede that. But I still think the Galway game, they, they didn't go into that game thinking that was a done deal or thinking that they didn't have something to prove. Any team who gets rid of their own manager has a massive point to prove, a point to prove that they are better than the team that they were last year. But
1: now they have everything to
2: prove. It's true. They do. But As they've been they waiting, they've like been waiting say, for
0: this qualifier run. Mayo have been waiting for this qualifier run. They probably need
2: it. At- they probably need that bit of momentum that they, they've never got really through uh, Connacht. And if they get yeah. through this qualifier run because they're on the B side of the draw, they'll be, they'll be finally primed for that Dublin game. But th- I totally agree with you on the points about their midfield. They've got so many options in that sector of the pitch. Put Aidan O'Shea in the middle of the box, bomb it into him, and they can absolutely hammer for Anna.
1: Monaghan Longford, 6.30 in Clonus. Yeah. Home win.
0: Home win, yeah right. like, Now Longford they have won eight of the last they've won their round one game eight years they're a decent qualifier team but they've only won a round two game once out of those times
1: I so. love Longford as a team they're one of my favourite teams outside of the, the the teams I'd be naturally affiliated with and I'd love to see them give Monaghan a rattle and they may do that but I certainly can't see them beating Monaghan and Clonus. although a third game in three weeks from in two weeks from Monaghan like Monaghan in 15 flat, days certainly Longford will be the fresher of the two teams but I'd love I, to see I,
0: Jack McCarron start for Monaghan this weekend
1: just try and run the legs off some of these Longford defenders well he's not
0: even that type of footballer he's just he's a forward hes a, he's got the most natural left foot in the country and he hasn't
1: really had a chance since he tore his crucial has not he they're no. introducing him into it bit by bit I think we'll go with a home win there Kildare Offaly and Newbridge similar to maybe Mayo for Manor, similar to Monaghan Longford if those games had been at Brewster Park or Pierce Park mm. in Longford Town, I would have had a very different feel mm. for them. If this was in Tullamore or Burr somewhere and not Newbridge, I actually would have given Offaly a real chance of beating Kildare. I think this would be another terrible game, Owen. It will. And Kildare will probably win it on a scoreline of 111 to 10 points.
2: <laughs> it, 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 it will be That's what you It's a good mind? bet, actually, keeping it underneath <laughs> 25 points. <laughs> I, I like the way Offaly have managed to come back from... I would say back from the brink on a few games they've lost uh, like for yeah. example the Mayo game they were down by 6 at half time and managed to get back to within a point on 4 different occasions on that game um, they were down by 5 points at one stage against London uh, after 22 minutes and then uh, they kept London scored from the 22nd minute until the 62nd minute in that game. So they can go through periods where they just have a total purple patch. Is that sheer fitness or is that the crapness of their opponents? I don't know. Certainly Kildare aren't up to much this year. but It's a
1: huge opportunity though for Offaly this game, isn't it? Absolutely. It is.
2: They're like, Kildare are a total wounded animal. But then if you talk about opportunities of proving yourself like we just said a moment ago with Mayo, then Keane O'Neill his stock oh, is yeah. on the line here big time mm. because we thought he was the golden child of this new managerial generation and he's really disappointed, hasn't he? No, I big think time. it's
1: the last two games is the three points they've kicked oh, the, system, in the, in the like, two second halves. Mm-hmm. One so against Westford, two against Westmead. And that's
2: by no means o- O'Neill's fault and it was just a little bit harsh a second ago. But, um, ah,
1: well he's a, he's a well, look, he's the manager. to
2: answer. He does, he's the manager. Fair, and like, and the
0: way he set them up, they they haven't they haven't been very, um,
1: haven't been impressive at all.
2: But the yeah. age old Kildare problem is worse than it's ever been The camp of the ball over the bar oh,
1: they love kicking wise in Kildare they always have done long before you boys are born <laughs> believe me ok that's all the football dealt with as our live game is the Connacht final on Sunday at 2 o'clock right three really juicy hurling matches we can't mm. go beyond the one star senior hurling final 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon we'll have James e. O'Connor and Ushin Langan in Semple Stadium or in the Gaelic grounds rather in Limerick and we'll have uh, Dahi Regan in studio with Joe sifting through this game
2: Oh, this is a tasty game, isn't it? It, But it kind of needs to be a tasty game. It needs to be a good fixture because last July's one was so disappointing. I know the conditions didn't really help, but this game needs to be good and we need to have a really good game in the Championship.
0: What's going to happen is Waterford are going to give Tip an absolute rattling, but Tip with too much firepower, right?
2: Well,
1: both these teams will be in an all-in semi-final, right? Yeah. It's just a question of who goes through the front door and who has to play an extra game. Absolutely. Now, the Monster title, you feel, would mean more... To Waterford. To Waterford. They need to pick up another scalp under this Derek McGrath project. I know they won the league last year and then got to a semi-final but they've already been beaten by Tippingham in a final. The one thing that you've seen from this Derek McGrath-Waterford side is that they learned their lessons. Oh yeah. Hmm. And they will have taken an awful lot I suspect from 2015.
2: You would yeah. think think I, I like the way that they've kind of expanded their options up front as well Maurice Shanahan was often seen as kind of the leading light of this they've now got a few more scoring forwards up there Young Kern, the
0: Bennets they've got Pork Mahoney back
2: it's a huge game for it's, a, it's oh like, yeah because like, he was
0: a massive loss last year he, he was, was an unbelievable loss last year
2: and he was really good and all against Clare but I still don't think he was back to full fitness he did all his damage from Freeze he scored one great point from play Uh, But the rest of it all came from dead ball situations. Uh, He needs to step it up again now. I know Mm. there's been no, there has been plenty of excuses for him not to have done that so far this season. So this is the first time we're really going to see peak pork Mahoney, if I can use that phrase.
1: And there's no bubbles. That's a huge loss. Uh, He must be watch. He'll be watching this on Sunday, just devastated that for the reasons that he's missing the game. Kicking
2: himself. Oh, absolutely I'm just so angry there's no one to blame and,
1: and he's let his side down I mean one of the most talented hurls I've seen in the last 10 years but he's not going to be there it's a big boost for Waterford and the other part Tommy I would have the other aspect of is that Tipperary just have not been tested it's their not third game they just swatted aside a really dismal Cork team and Limerick horrible day terrible conditions and then I just thought Limerick would give everything to, to Tip and and despite get, having an extra man as well after Bowles were sent off they were just really poor Yeah, yeah, and I just don't understand where the whatever about the resources these teams have available to them but you just tear into Tipperary and Waterford will do that won't they they will absolutely rip into them from the first minute they'll rip into anyone
2: they'll rip into their own families they are, they're, they're s- up against we had, them
0: we had Austin Gleeson here in the studio last week and I was just so impressed by him Like he's a really impressive young guy but he would rip you to shreds yeah. on a field he would go through you for. Now a now it's
1: not like Tip don't have physical guys in their team but I, li- I just have a real good feel for Waterford in this game yeah, really I- yeah I'd love to see it
2: like, I I think what we all want this year is a Waterford-Kilkenny final. I think they're the one team who can actually bring Kilkenny down and I think it's almost prophesied that Waterford are going to win this, They're <laughs> gonna, that Waterford and Kilkenny are going to be kept on the other side of the jar right up until uh, the All-Ireland final. And
1: potentially set up a Kilkenny-Tip semi-final which would be oh, that would be awesome. tasty, wouldn't it? That would be the by-product of a Waterford victory possibly. Look, in yeah, the hope yeah, that Waterford win,
0: them. I'm going to say Tip are going to win.
1: Right, okay, because we're, we've been so badly off the mark <laughs> well, the last few <laughs> weeks Okay, last couple of minutes, guys, there's two qualifiers on Saturday evening, one of which is live and off the ball It's Cork-Wexford Saturday, 5 o'clock I saw Wexford last week It was awfully But um, we've already mentioned the likes of uh, David um, Dunn and yeah. uh, Dermot O'Keefe and Liam Oag MacGover and Kira MacDonald and Lee Chin, excellent hurlers who will have been boosted by what happened last weekend against Offaly. What about that McDonald point in the sideline? Well, he's capable of anything. Oh. Mm. Of absolutely anything. Is this McDonald versus Cadigan this weekend? Should I wouldn't have.
0: think so.
2: I, I, like
1: Cadigan is going to be wrapped up big time, isn't he? Now, who they put on him is a different thing and how they stem the servers and the flow ball into him is obviously, that's something that Dublin just could not get hold of over the course of the 70-odd minutes last mm. Saturday night. But you would think Cork have taken an awful lot as well from having won that game, haven't
2: they? Yeah, I think it's going to be a massive night for Patrick Horgan. Like, I thought he had a fantastic day the last day. He's not a guy we usually associate with running back and tracking his man and doing a lot of hard work. But suddenly we saw this new Patrick Horgan last week. He was willing to do all that sort of work. Of course, Cadogan was the man we saw on the score sheet and did a lot of that. Uh, Lee Han came right into the game late on. Uh, you had Kearney, who they brought off the bench, who's had didn't a didn't r- get much
1: out of Harnedy. You think they'll get an awful lot more out of him
2: this That's weekend. true. He was he was fairly anonymous. Now, in fairness, but like, what a big chance this is for Wexford. I mean, after that glory season of twenty thirteen, it's a really big chance for them to finally push on. They're out of the under twenty one championship, so this really is their last chance saloon. Those couple of under twenty one teams who've come through, where are they? This is like time for them to be stepping up because mm. we've seen what that minor team has done with uh, Waterford over the past couple of years. So. This idea that the under twenty ones are still too young is complete rubbish. Uh, and there's a fine opportunity them for them today to or today this weekend to nineteen fifty six since they beat Cork last. Yeah, of course. One of the most
1: famous All Ireland finals of all time. The ironic you like, You're regaling us with the story in a production meeting yesterday on. I was transfixed by that story. Christy Ring been carried off on the shoulders of the Wexford players, Nicky Rackard part of the Wexford team. Do you know who you tracked down yesterday?
2: Art Foley. Oh, wow. The goalkeeper on that Wexford team. Talking to him on who, off the ball tomorrow night. Who, according night. to uh, legend, was the man who picked up Christy Ring and lifted him off the pitch. But he said, No, I'm only I five foot six. Don't give, I, away, was, don't give it away. Don't give it away. He's too small to carry him off the pitch. <laughs> You'll hear the story in full tomorrow night. Oh, well,
1: tune. well, listen, Owen set the scene for us in a production meeting yesterday with a story of how that fo- final finished. And uh, if you listen to Off the Ball tomorrow night, is it well worth a listen. It'll obviously, it'll obviously be podcasted as well.
0: All you could hear was ring, racket, ring, racket, ring, racket. Oh, like and you're just lost. You're just, you're just like, such wow. legend
1: that they decided to name a competition after each of them. I. It's difficult for me to go out and say that I see Wexford winning in this game, but it's certainly possible.
2: It is. It, it, it really, like... I agree with you, but they won't. I think I like. I just think Cork still have too much firepower up front. Their forwards are better than Westfords, okay. and that will decide this game. And Cork are coming more into the midfield as well. Aidan Walsh was good last week. Uh, he's starting to. I, I just think this whole Cork team are all on an upward trajectory.
1: Right. Last game, Tommy. It's Clare Limerick. All known forms as Clare are going to win this game. But somewhere, some way down the road. TJ Ryan is going to get something out of this team because he's gone he after this game. Yeah. Will it be Saturday? Have they got the guys that can say one final fling for TJ Ryan before we lose him as a manager?
0: I expect Limerick to give Clare a game for, for 40 minutes. I hope, I really hope they just have a plan and they don't fall away like they did against TIP after 10 minutes when they look like they didn't have a chance. But I think Clare have a long way to go in this championship this year. You know the way you say Waterford the only team you think can beat Kilkenny? I think Claire will give will mm-hmm. give anyone a game this year. I re, I'm being really impressed with him so far. Aaron Shanahan, I only watched highlights of him and, uh, and the goals he scored in the league after after his um, exploits last weekend. He looks really impressive, you know. So I'm going for Claire. Looking forward to seeing. I wouldn't want to be the uh,
1: Limerick defender who's been told he's marking Aaron Shanahan this weekend to put already put someone like uh, Shane O'Donnell into the shade. Yeah. Uh, and he's only just had a minor. I think it'll be close for 45-50 minutes but the team that has the best players usually wins the game and when you look at the two starting 15s Clare have a whole bunch of All-Ireland medal winners and at 21 level as well you would think they will win the game but I think it's going to be a really interesting day. Okay that's uh, just about our lot for today's podcast it's um, thanks to Borgosh Energy our sponsors of GA on off the ball and of course sponsors as well of the all-Ireland Under-21 Hurling Championship. This podcast brought to you with thanks to GAA Go. An awful lot to look forward to this weekend. We're on air from 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. We're live from Semple Stadium for much of the show. We've got live coverage of Cork and Wexford in the Hurling Qualifiers. And then our big game Sunday afternoon, the Connacht Final, Galway-Roscommon, Pierce Stadium, 2 o'clock. We'll have Mossy Quinn, James Horn, Billy Joe Patton, all part of the commentary team. And plenty from the Wimbledon Final, the Scottish Open Golf, and the Euro 2016 Final. We have a lot to uh, get in over the next few days. Have a good weekend. The
0: Friday GAA Podcast, with thanks to GAA Go, official home for live and on-demand GAA match streaming worldwide. Goal on here, goal chance for Conor mcgrath Surely give it in, Conor. Oh, what a goal.
1: Backy heading it towards the 21-metre line. Came goal back, still going. Bunya, bunya. Goal is Advercats. Oh, what a goal! <laughs> I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now, anywhere in the world. It's time to take Sam to the throne.
2: If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the Whingers and the Whiners are forgotten. The characters remember briefly, but will stick in your mind at the Champions who showed cars. I want nothing to
0: do with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. It's a little
2: small change before the game worth the street. <laughs> Bit of luck said It's oh, well, a ben. wild effort on It's the goal! Oh, oh, it's on the goal! Oh, e- oh, 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 it's, oh, it's the oh, oh, God. God. Oh, Incredible. Incredible. Oh. See you on the
0: Sound a little something, but damn the game. If it don't mean nothing, what is game? Well, who got game? Where's the game in life? Behind the game, behind the game. I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something, but f- the game. If it ain't saying nothing, damn. Yeah. Was it something I said? Pretend you don't see, so you turn your head. Ray's scared of his shadow. Does it matter? Thought the reparations got a playing with the population. Nothing to lose, everything's approved.